You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Teardown. My name is Jeff Gluck. I'm along with my Jordan. I'm along with my Jordan. Along with my coworker, Aww. Jordan Bianchi. Here's Jordan. what happened. Somebody told me last week. He said it's very lame for you just to call Jordan your coworker. So you need something else. Yeah. So then I was thinking as I was doing the intro, I need something else to just say something different than coworker. And then I just said my Jordan instead of my coworker Jordan. I mean, so, it's a little. We're going a whole different direction. So yeah, whatever. let's not yeah. go there. Let's. I like something go, bombastic, you know, something something a little wow. So if you could work some on that, crazy that'd be great. intro. Yeah, yeah something like some very Kyle Vegas. Larson dominates Las Vegas uh, worthy, you know, introduction. That's all. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we are. I am here in Las Vegas, and um, it's right now. It's I don't. I'm I'm sure it's dark where you are, Jordan. We are still enjoying the last little bit of daylight here in the Pacific time zone. Uh, an early race out here. Love that for me because uh, it's not even dinner time yet. So uh, I like late races on the East Coast. So I'm fine with this. This is great. Okay. Well, it works out for everybody then. And uh, it certainly worked out for Kyle Larson today. And of course, we this is going to be the Jumping to Conclusions podcast. I'm not doing uh, that this week. I'm not. Oh, I heard okay. you on. I heard you on Sirius this week. You sounded great. And uh you were talking about how like this week you feel like everybody's going to be, you know, jumping to conclusions. And I, I'm not going to do that because I don't think there's any conclusions to jump to, to be honest with you. Is that right? Okay. Well, I mean, what did like, you think? So here's what we know, right? We knew last year, Hendrick's, Hendrick is really, really good in Las Vegas. They finished one, two, three. They swept all the stages. They won the race. Hendrick this year finished one, two, three. They won the race. It seems like they're still very fast. Toyota's brought very good race cars. They're fast. The Fords were up there as well. Like I, I'm, I would have a hard time pulling something from this race going, man, going forward, this is going to be something that's going to happen. Like, I don't see that. Maybe that's the the the, the takeaway or the hot take. But I look at this race as like everything just kind of confirmed what we already knew. Nothing really new came out of this. The only the biggest thing, I guess, is Stuart Haas Racing looked really, really good today. And that might be a one-week thing. It may be something more. We don't know. But I don't think there's anything to pull from this big picture. I disagree, of course. Um, I think that, first of all, we didn't know anything going into this race. Remember, like we, we it was a huge unknown. What What is going to happen? Are we going to see the Chevrolets, specifically Hendrick, come out and show sort of the same dominance that we've seen before? Are we going to see Toyota with their new car come out and it collectively 
show speed? Are we going to see Ford do the same thing? Is, is Chevrolet, because those two manufacturers have new cars, are, are they going to fall off? Um, I think what we saw today is what Cliff Daniels said after the race, which is when he gets on the plane tonight to do his post-race notes, he's going to write to himself that essentially the field is actually much tighter uh, this year than last year. It's much tighter than it seems. We saw Chevrolet have fast cars today. I mean, Byron never got to show it once he fell back, but we saw Larson and Byron were the fastest in practice. Larson then dominates the race um, and, you know, leads the most laps and all that stuff. But at the same time, like that's, that was not a surprise. That was, he was the favorite because Chevrolet already knew what platform they had to work with. They, he, they took their notes from October, which is only a few months ago. They brought him back here. They don't have a new car and they were able to tweak on it a little bit to get better in the long runs. And that was the setup they had. The other two manufacturers on the other hand are, are trying to figure things out still. But what we saw from me, for, in my opinion, from the Toyotas, at least they looked a lot faster than um, you might have thought because they don't really know that much about their car yet, aero wise. And the fact that they were able to come out and show so much speed with Reddick um, and the JGR cars, we don't know what, what would happen with Bubba really um, had he, he not had the stuck lug nut. But um, the Toyotas looked pretty impressive considering how little they really understand about their car. And I think the Fords are fine, but they probably have some work to do. I think they're a little bit behind the other two at the moment. You're laughing at me. Why, why are you laughing? No, I'm not laughing. I'm smiling. Talk to the microphone. So- I can't even hear you. I, I, it sounds like, much like last year, though, the Toyotas were fast on intermediate racetracks. Ford's got work to do. And Toyotas were so confident about their race car. And it, to me, it was justified. Like, it showed today that the 45 could run with the 5, which is, which is notable. But it, it's not, I don't come away from here going, oh, my God goodness man ford is in panic mode chevy's so far behind this or that it's like it's kind of just reaffirmed what we kind of suspected to be honest with you which we had heard all offseason toyota was confident in their toyota in their in their car um we thought you know the chevy chevy guys were going to be good because they're not going to be at least in the early part of the year they're going to have their hands wrapped around the car and they're not going to be in scramble mode they know what adjustments to make to the car and the reaction to those adjustments where the other manufacturers are still figuring this out I, to me, I, I look at this and like, this just kind of reaffirmed what we kind of already knew. And we still have got a way, you know, still ways to go before we, you're shaking your head. How, how can you say this is reaffirming what we already knew? We, again, we knew nothing. We, we knew, we I, didn't know anything. So how, how can this reaffirm we, that? We, well, Toyota said that their car, they were, they were, they were puffing out their chest and they've been very confident about their car. And yeah, but so we didn't that, know just because somebody's like, oh, we're, we're probably going to be no, good. But, Watch us. We didn't no, know, but that. they don't do that. They don't do that. That they, you know, those folks. They are not people that are going to say something to just say it. They they only say if they're really confident, and it, it proved accurate. And they were quick today. And Chevys were fast. Like I, it's not. There was nothing today from this. I'm like, okay, wow, didn't know that. This is surprising. Like it was just kind of a, yeah, okay. Hendrick's on it. Toyota's on it. Ford's got a little bit of work to do on the intermediate tracks. Okay, let's see what happens at Phoenix now. Well, it sounds like from what, you know, Cliff Daniels was saying that they they kind of suspected that maybe they would be able to come out early in the season, as, as you've said and others have said, um, and maybe jump on this uh, quickly here while the others are still trying to figure out their cars. But he said that given how close like the Toyotas were, for instance, today, um, he knows they are not taking anything for granted. They are already 
they're they're gonna have to make big gains themselves chevy is uh to stay ahead of this because otherwise this you know in a few weeks from now toyotas could be much more on this and, and much faster um than chevy you know this this might be a different situation again they're trying to figure out their car still so uh, what what you you having a weird expression on your face again? Yeah, no, I like. I mean, of course, Chevy's gonna have to. Like, we knew this though. Like, he, Cliff is saying something that was very obvious going in. Like, we knew because Chevy's got an older car that at the beginning of the year there was a strong likelihood that they were gonna have the leg up, and which they did. And but as the year goes along, and as Ford and Chevy and Ford and Toyota get a hold of their car and figure out what they like about their car and how to make it better. They're probably going to surpass Chevrolet at some point, which means then Chevy's got to go to work and figure it out. Like, okay, yeah, like we knew that. To me, this okay. is just I, I, I just like I, the I understand. Like, I get it. Like going into this race, I was in the camp of like, there's a giant question mark. We don't know. There's a lot of questions that are going to be answered today, and I don't really feel like anything was answered. We still, it's still, it feels a lot like last year to me. But that that is an answer. Like now we know, okay, the balance of power hasn't shifted that much. Not there's not one manufacturer sure. at this moment that is dominating. We didn't see like a Toyota one, two, three, four, five. We didn't see all four Hendrick cars or something okay. go up there. But that's not worthy of an overreaction. Why? Why? Why is it an overreaction? We're just jumping because to you conclusions. said this was going to be the overreaction podcast. You said, I said that jumping to conclusions. Well, same thing. Okay, I'm sorry. Jumping to conclusions. Okay. No well, conclusions can, can you make to. a conclusion that Stuart Haas racing is no. better than you thought? No, one race does no? not make. No, we, it's one race, Jeff. Like, hang on a second. It's not like last year. Let's go to Martinsville, for example. Martinsville, both Briscoe and Ryan Priest were really, really good. Priest may have won, been able to win that race. He's not had an issue on pit road, right? Like, so the point is, and Kevin Harvick last year almost won Phoenix. He almost won a couple other races. Almost won Darlington, Southern 500. Like, it's not, we, we and I'm guilty of this, we tend to paint, Broadly, at Surhaus Racing, doom and gloom. It's it, they're in trouble. Ship is sinking. Some of it's justifiable, but like it's not like they weren't completely, you know, uncompetitive last year. They did have flashing moments. Today was great. It was very good. But like you go back and look, Austin Cindric finished, you know, strong in this. I think Austin Cindric had a top five finish in this race last year, or something like that. Top ten finish in this race last year, like. It's it's too soon to like take something from this race and go. Oh, okay, this is going to be going forward. SHR looked good, but does that mean anything going forward? I don't know. We'll see. Is it a one week? You know, it could be just a one week blip. I I feel like they have something more to work with than we thought they did. It seems like I mean, even in practice at the tweet up this morning, Chase Briscoe came and I was like, so you know, speaking of the jumping to conclusions thing, like, can you look at this, what you have so far and think, okay, we, we actually have more speed than we thought we have something to work with. And he felt like, yeah. And the 14 car was pretty good. Um, they ended up fading. I think he had contact with Blaney or something that kind of messed him up. And then he had ended up falling back, but Noah Gregson, I mean, he was complete. He had such a miserable season last year, uh, until he lost his ride. Um, but it was, it was horrible. I mean, and so he comes and he said he hadn't even been on a mile and a half track in like six or seven months. Yeah. Comes here with, we, we thought was going to be, you know, the floundering organization and runs P six at his home track. Like, and looked really good on long run speed yeah. aside from a, a bad qualifying lap. He looked good in practice too. So I, I definitely am taking something from that. Why wouldn't, why would you be like, ah, Nah, we can't. It's, it's we'll too soon. That. It's too, I'm looking at it right now. Austin Cindric last year finished sixth. 
Um, Justin Haley finished eighth. Kevin Harvick finished ninth. Daniel Suarez finished tenth. Like, if you're gonna go, if, if you're gonna jump, if you're gonna pull results from the the first real race of the season and suggest that that's going to be the template going forward, like you're you're gonna set yourself up for disappointment because that's not that's not necessarily whole. It may be the true. It may be the case. SHR may have hit on something, and they may have. They, you know, they may have turned the corner. They may have, they may maybe the comeback kids, but I need to see it. I need to see a body of work. I just don't need to see a flash in the pan of one race. Like, give me something more. It's encouraging, sure, but one race doesn't make en- isn't enough for me. Did you think that Spire Motorsports had something to build on? Hosovar ran better than they look expected. Good. They look and, good. They no? look good. Um, it's you know, LaJoy looked great. Hosovar ran great. Um, it's too bad about Zane Smith. You know the. The unfortunate thing for them was LaJoy again had a had a really strong run and not the result to show for it. And that that's unfortunate. But the stage point was great. Um, you know, that that's encouraging. I mean, Hosevar again, a rookie, yeah, goes out and finishes top fifteen. I yeah. mean, that's that's impressive. I mean, remember that seventy seven car last year with Ty Dillon. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. I mean I mean Hosevar keeps getting into stuff and making it better, I feel like. No, I, I agree. know Spire's I mean, improved overall, but still, like that's a good run. He was he was absolutely. running out, just outside the top ten for a while. So again, you're not taking anything from that. You're not like, oh, maybe he's going to have a, a better season than expected. We didn't pick him for rookie of the year. We picked Josh Berry. I think he had a chance to win rookie of the year. He obviously, I mean, whoever they put in the seventy seven car was going to be better than Ty Dillon. I mean, that's just a low bar. And it so they it, he obviously is going to do better than what Ty did last year. And yeah, it was great. It was good. Can you do this whole season? I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> you're not taking anything from Spire having I, speed. You're not like, look, wow, that, it's, that's it's, impressive. It's encouraging. It, it won, in, in a first normal race of the season, it's absolutely encouraging. LaJoy also had a great run at Fontana last year. Like, it just, you you have, you know, it's, yeah, it's but it's one race. I need to see more, you know, before I get too amped up and excited and like, oh, my goodness, oh, my God, they're, Stuart Haas Racing is back. Spire is going to do this. Like, yeah, like. I could see it. Yeah, maybe. Potentially. Good run. Now, give me more of that, though. Give me more reasons to believe, not just a one-week thing. All right. Well, let me throw this at you on the other side of things. Um, <laughs> now, we, we don't know what would have happened with Busher because he went out so early and yeah. man, slammed the wall with, with his wheel that came off. Um, oh, and Keselowski... Great job by Fox, by the way. Yeah, they really they really nailed that camera work. Um, Keselowski ends up finishing 13th, but he really was... I felt like yeah. he struggled today. So I really was like, oh, I don't know about RFK now. Um, I, I was concerned with their performance today. But you not jumping to conclusions, you would argue <laughs> that it's nothing to be concerned about and they'll be just fine. Is that what you're saying? I would say that it's one race and it's early in the season and Brad came back as bad as Brad ran at the beginning. He came back and finished 13th. So that's... Yeah, but it's how you run. I mean, they didn't look good, right? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's. You're I'm not, not worried about that at all. No, first real race, you come out and you're like, nah, we're not really, we're not really a top fifteen car here, and you're. That's just you're. It's it's every again. It's early season. You're working through it. Everybody's figuring out what they've got. Yeah, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to paint, paint anything with a broad brush. I've learned from my mistakes in the past. Okay, how about how about front row, front row motorsports, uh, both their cars. <clears throat> Today, um, 30, uh, 24th and 25th ran together. And that's, Did you again, expect 
I love what Front Row's done. Front Row deserves all the credit in the world for what the programs they have built and all the success they've had. It's certainly deserved. And Michael McDowell's win last year at Indy was incredible. But the, on intermediate racetracks, they're not world beaters. They haven't been world beaters. They had a great two first two weeks of the year. What kind of tracks were those? Those were super speedways. Those are the bread and butter tracks for Front Row Motorsports where they actually have multiple wins on those racetracks, 2013, 2021. Like we... When you go to a super speedway, we say it all the time. Look for front row motorsports to be in the mix. Whether it's Gilliland, whether it's McDowell or Reagan, or whoever's in one of those front row cars, they're going to be in the mix because they're good at front. They're good at super speedways. They're not good on intermediate tracks. That's not their forte. Like that. So them coming here and 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 thinking that they were going to do well. Michael McDowell's average finish at Vegas is like 29th. Todd Gilliland's never led a lap here. Like I mean, there was nothing about that. There was nothing to pull from Daytona and Atlanta and say, oh, man, yeah, front row's on it this year. Like, no, like that was a super speedways. They're on it at super speedways. They always are. But when it comes to intermediate racetracks, they are they still have work to do. I guess, you can't I mean, argue otherwise. Michael McDowell was in the top 16 in points almost the entire season last year. So they did have good runs, good enough runs at at all sorts of tracks. It wasn't just a road course and super speedway thing that they built their season on. Um, but Hey, that's fine. If you, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could definitely tell some stuff from today, but uh, you're, you're, you're going to stick to your, no, tell me what you learned. I did. I just, I, I just did. I said, Stuart Haas racing has more speed than we expected. Spire has something to work with. The Toyota's, Ooh really seem like they they could be you know a month or two away from going on quite a run here and because you know it's like hang on a second sorry what? can i go back for here i'm looking at michael mcdowell stats last year on okay. um, mile and a half racetracks 25th okay. at las vegas uh kansas 26th charlotte 28th nashville 28th uh michigan are you 20th. cherry picking when you go uh are no. you skipping over no the i'm literally results? going through i am i've literally not seen a top 10 I'm literally going one by one on a mile and a half racetracks. Kansas, 26th. Uh, Texas, 15th. Um, yeah, like Vegas last year. Like Vegas, 17th. So, like, no, I'm not cherry picking. I'm looking at their, I'm looking at lit Homestead, 22nd. I'm literally looking at every mile and a half racetrack last year. Okay, that's fine. Um, all right, well, I, I think I will be actually proven right um, that there are things that, that, that can be taken from this race, that we got enough hints. Um, I, I tell you what, another hint, um, 2311's pit crews have some work to do. Is that, are you, are you not going to jump to that conclusion yet? No, Tyler I am going to jump to that conclusion because this has been a, this is, not, year. this is not a new thing. Like this is a recurring issue. This has been a recurring issue on pit road. This goes back to, I mean, they were, they were Gibbs crews in 2022, but like this has repeatedly been their, their bugaboo, uh, is pit road. And it, and again, Tyler Reddick today was was very displeased with his pit crew, and I, I don't want to say that Bubba Wallace's issues on pit road were his pit crew, but pit road, you know, whatever you want to call that, that was you know that was that was their downfall as well. So no, absolutely, this is this is a concern, but it has been a concern for a while. Okay, so you can jump to conclusions that twenty three eleven has not improved their pit crews, but in terms of any of the performance of cars actually going around the track, you don't want to go there. Okay, I got you. No, I'm, I'm saying I look the at the body of work for the pit crews. I go back to last year, and it was an issue then. Tyler Reddick numerous times last year 
had issues on pit road that cost him wins. That has apparently not been fixed. And so okay, well, that's a great conclusion. Thank you, Jordan, for coming to this conclusion. That's about something competition related. I'm very excited. That's just great. Now we have something to work with. This is wonderful. Well, um, I will say that um, Tyler Reddick definitely, you know, I, I was a little bit nervous going into the year about one of my picks because I picked Tyler Reddick to make the final four. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he could, but, you know, last year they were hampered by so much during the regular season, couldn't get out of their own way. Then he had a good playoffs. Um, and it was like, okay, you know, they're, they're putting stuff together here. And I was looking at the playoffs this year and just thought, you know, if they show speed and then he gets the playoffs, you know, and kind of another good run with some playoff points this time. Um, You know, he was seemingly second best today. I mean, he lost Larson beat Reddick in both stages, barely. Um, And then Reddick was obviously coming on strong there at the end. Larson talked about how he had to arrow block. And, uh, you know, that that is a, a quite the acquired skill here in the next gen era. Uh, that is not, um, you know, it's it, not everybody can do it. Um, Larson knew he had to do it, and he talked afterward about how, you know, you're you're pretty much looking in your mirror fifty percent of the time and mirror driving and uh, looking out the front the other fifty percent and doing what you have to do. Uh, but that's how you win these races, you know, in these duels at the end. There, um, we saw somewhat similar last fall. Christopher Bell was trying to um, catch Larson late and and thought it was a a missed opportunity um but yeah i mean it's uh i know some fans don't don't love that aspect of it but it's definitely part of this racing now and you have to be just as good at that as you have to be about you know running the wall or doing whatever you can um larson did it well and you know not a surprise at all obviously to see him win this early in the season especially at this track but uh you know comes out and, and makes a statement pretty quick I think it was great. And the one thing that really stood out to me about Kyle Larson was so often last year, so often the year before, it was they let wins get away from them, right? They, they would have fast race cars, lead laps, do all of these things, and then for one mistake or whatever, they would let the win get away from them. I, I, I'd have to go back and look, but off the top of my head, I don't remember the last – this felt like almost like a perfect race, right? Larson drove a great race, flawless. Pit crew, flawless. You know, just boom, no issues whatsoever, smooth. Like, that is – this would remind me of 2021 in a lot of respects. Of Like, just so many of Larson's wins that year where it was just like, boom, just go out there, fast car, execute, no issues, pick up the checkered flag, go home. And that that was great. And it was – not something you've seen a lot of this team you know, out of this team. They just they have been mistake prone. As good as and great as they are, they still have let so many wins get away the, get away from them the last couple of years. The Kyle Larson should have six wins last year, easy, you know, and they didn't. And he made a really good point in his press conference. I thought talking about you know bonus points and stuff, and he's right. Like they left a lot of bonus points on the table last year, and it did ultimately didn't matter because he still made the championship four. But you never know when you need those in your back pocket. And in 2021, it helped him because they had issues at you know some at some races. It, it helped him. Like you need to amass as many bonus points as you can. And I think that is the the that is that should be the focus for that team this year. And it seems like it is. And they went out today and just boom, they, you know, stage wins, race win. It's like a perfect game almost. Yeah, I mean, he leads eight different times during this race. For 181 laps the next closest person in terms of laps led was kyle bush 
who led 18 laps. So 181 to 18. Yeah. Um, quite the dominant performance. And then I, I know um, I've been talking recently more about uh, this dude, Trey Ryan, on Twitter. Great stats all the time. Great follow. Um, he had had this stat this week that he posted that out of the last 100 Cup Series races, uh, the the driver who leads the most laps has only won 39 of those 100. Um, and, you know, on The Athletic, I've been keeping track of sort of, it's not necessarily most laps led, but the fastest car. Does the fastest car win the race? I'm putting that in my column each week. And so far, uh, it's been 0 for 3, including the clash. Uh, so now it's 1 for 4, because clearly the fastest car today um, won the race. And again, it doesn't always happen that way, right? Like, you could have something fluky at the end, or you could have a late race caution, or you could have had Reddick... Um, had Larson made one more mistake, Reddick could have come up there and, and made a pass and we'd have, uh, be talking something about a different conversation. But, um, no, I mean, I, I think that you can't guarantee that speed is always going to get you these wins, but they executed perfectly today and they got a well, very well-deserved win. So now Hendrick has won two of the three, first three races in their 40th anniversary season. They, um, you know, they have half their drivers in the playoffs already. Um, it does seem, though, that still you want to know what's going on with, with Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman. Elliott, you know, he was in the top 10 for a lot of it today, um, ends up fading to 12th. Bowman, uh, you know, he finishes 18th. He was he was up there, but um, I, I think that, that was sort of on the low end of his performance today, and I don't think he had great pit stops either. But the other 300 cars had really good pit stops, I think. Um, so... We'll see if those, you know, it's it still seems like Chase Elliott is not getting the feel he wants out of the next-gen car quite yet. And, um, you know, I, I don't know when that's coming, because it, but it's got to be increasingly frustrating for him to see his teammates have fast cars, even if in practice, and you're like, well, what's, what's going on with Chase, you know? Yeah, and it's been that way for a while, and it feels like something is amiss with that team. And whether it's the next-gen car whether it's something else, who knows. But it's not just the lack of winning, which I think is now, what, 37 races, if my math is correct. It's the lack of performance. It's, we, we talk a lot about Trackhouse and the, 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 the disconnect between Chastain and Suarez that happened, right? Well, there's a disconnect going on in Hendrick that's just as noticeable between Larson and Byron and all of the wins that they've amassed since the start of last year, and they made it to the championship four, and Elliott's not winning races. He's not leading a ton of laps. He's not winning a bunch of stages. He's a lot of his races kind of take on the complexion of what today's race was, which is looks bad early on. They figure it out, comes back, gets into the top 10, some, you know, finishes bottom half of the top 10 or just outside of it, which is what happened today. Like, it's just this, when is the last time, like, Elliot had a great qualifying run, dominant race and put this all together? Like, I mean, maybe Indy, you know, and like he didn't win that race, but he had a great day that day. Um, it's just, it's been a while. And like the, what the five and the 24 are doing is, is noticeable. And you can throw the 48 in there if you want, but the 48's not Chase Elliott. He's not a former cup champion. He's not one of NASCAR's best. Like that's a whole different conversation, but there, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because it's like, you look at the first two races of the year, and there's there some talk of this. I wrote about this in The Athletic this week because I got a question about this. It's like, oh, is Chase Elliott back? Because he's like sixth in points. And it's like, let's pump the brakes. Like, we had two super speedway races. 
fine there, but we need to see what he does on quote unquote a normal track. And today it wasn't the same. Like Byron was great today. Byron doesn't have these issues and doesn't pick up a trash bag or whatever that thing was. <laughs> like he's probably top three. He may even won the race. Who knows? Right. And you know, he, he had a great car. They, and they did a remarkable job of coming back and, and making do with that. Um, like, I, I don't know. And, the longer this goes, though, the more you wonder. Like it's gonna, it's the questions are gonna mount of like, why aren't you, why, why aren't you running that well? Why? And there, there is no answer. Like, because every time you ask that question, it's like, oh well, we're working on some things. Well, what are you working on? Uh, we're working on some things. Okay, well, what? Because whatever you're working on isn't working. Well, ultimately, it was the driver who was the favorite uh, in the Vegas odds to win this race who did win. Um, but of course, you know, a lot of people can't bet if they're not in Vegas, that is now changing for North Carolina coming up very soon. So get ready because FanDuel America's number one sports book is launching in North Carolina very soon, just in time for the biggest college basketball tournament of the year. And right now you can get a hundred dollars in bonus bets just for signing up before March 11th. That's when it goes officially live. So just go to fanduel.com slash teardown and join today and then you'll be all set to bet when fanduel is officially live soon you'll be able to bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports from parlays to prop bets boxing to basketball fanduel has it all so head to fanduel.com slash teardown to sign up and lock in a hundred dollars in bonus bets that could be very helpful make every moment more with fanduel now of course you must be 21 or over and present in north carolina uh, bonuses are issued in non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 30 days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in North Carolina. Unique user identity verification is required. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call 877-718-5543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. And as long as we are talking about plugs and things like that, Jordan, you plugged your mailbag uh, that you had on The Athletic this week. Obviously, we appreciate your support. For those of you who are subscribers to The Athletic, um, I thought Jordan's mailbag was pretty interesting. I learned some things there myself. Uh, you can read all our coverage um, of my 12 questions this week. I'm going to have uh, – I, I really like this. I have a great interview, I, I thought. Tony Stewart was really interesting. Uh, the NHRA season is starting this week, so I have a Q&A with him. I'm um, excited for you guys to read that. And uh, to do that, you can go to theathletic.com slash NASCAR, our own section. So, uh, yeah, those are those are two little plugs to start things off to you, Jordan. What, what, did I do good on my ad reads this week? You were fantastic, man. Smooth. You're, like, natural. Like, you could do this all the time. Get this man his own show on Sirius, Monday through Friday. <laughs> okay. I need to butter me up. Gluck's right. Garage. Um, <clears throat> Gluck's Garage. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, Phoenix is coming up. And obviously, we're going to jump to more conclusions there. But here's the thing. There's a new aero package that they're going to be working with. The short track package has been tweaked a little bit. Are you expecting uh, anything shift in, in the balance? Are we going to see different players that we saw? Last fall, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were at Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, the people I've talked to, there's not much optimism. 
I don't know what you've heard. Optimism but, about what? The quality but, of the racing? But, yeah, about the quality of the racing and whether the, the short track package is going to be better. The short track racing is going to be better this year. From the people I talk to, they feel like it's still kind of the same and it's going to be a challenge. And we'll see. I, I will say uh, there was a comment Toyota's uh, president, David Wilson, made on an interview we were both a part of. You know about the Phoenix test, and he was like, "Man, like the the feedback from Phoenix was that the Toyotas were fast." And so I'm curious to see if that, you know, if that optimism is 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 genuine, and we'll see. But you know, I don't know. Um, it's gonna be interesting because like there's just we we feel like we we always talk about this of like the short track package. What are you gonna do to fix it? What's it gonna be done? And like if you go to Phoenix and it's just eh, and it's like then what? You know. And then Richmond's coming up, and Richmond's just, eh, you know, like it just. We've talked about this. Like, how, what levers do you pull then? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I'm not really sure what to expect at all. It sounds like there was some optimism that they found something toward the end of that test that the drivers could work with a little bit more. But is that going to be a game changer? Like, is is the race going to look totally different? It's hard for me to imagine that, uh, because we've just sort of you know, over the years you, you hear, Oh, this is going to make this change. And, and everybody gets all talking about it. Oh, they're going to be able to do this now, you know, softer tire, or they're doing this thing with arrow. And you're and then you're like, ah, oh, well, I don't know. It didn't really like visually look that much different. And the drivers get out and they're like, oh, I don't know. It kind of felt the same. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's not like Phoenix is like, a, like an amazing track. You know, it's not like there's typically barn burners at Phoenix that you can go back to like, Oh man, we need to go back to that era of Phoenix. It's like the Phoenix races kind of largely always feel like the same. Yeah. I mean, you got, man, they got to get it right. Um, they do obviously still the championship, uh, at least for this year, maybe hopefully fingers crossed, not next year, but we don't know, but I don't know. Um, either way, they got to get short tracks, right? So you got to work on it. But, um, I, I guess, can you jump to a conclusion if if you don't see an Im- improvement in the racing I next think week? You, okay, I will say I think you can because you've had an off season of testing. You've had a bunch of people spend time on this, like and and break this down and try different things, and and coming out of that test, everybody was just kind of shrugged their shoulders. And you're also gonna have a practice session next week, which I think is notable. So you're gonna have an opportunity to work on this. And yeah, I think that if the racing. I, if the racing isn't better or it's much the same like last year, you you compare it and it's like. It, but I will say I didn't think last champion the championship race I didn't think was terrible. Like I'm having a hard time remembering. I, I just remember the battle there with Ross and Ryan and there and Ryan had a pack, came from the mid pack a little bit. Like I, I didn't walk away from that race feeling like that was a horrible race. Oh my, you know my arms weren't raised. Like oh my god, this is this is horrible. This is the worst you know race ever, and we need to do everything we can to fix the package. It was like okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. But I, I think I think the really the telltale sign is when you go to places like Richmond and Martinsville. Those are because those are the those are the short tracks where people we know what to expect there. We have certain expectations, and we you know that's a better that's gonna be more indicative of whether this package is working or not. Especially Martinsville. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, another notable, uh, thing that happened here this weekend was Raja Karuth, uh, won his first career truck series race. Um, you know, you, you had written a a nice profile of Raja a few years ago, and I think you've done a really good point on, um, emphasizing why his path is important. Um, because 
you know, and William Byron said this too, kind of this week, like Raja is a much better example in some ways of the I racing straight to NASCAR path than Byron was. Cause Byron got into it through I racing and he was like all excited about it. But then it was like, all right, well, I want to try real life cars. And so like, what can, what can I do? So, you know, his dad got him into legends cars and stuff like that. And he started racing that way. Raja was like more, much more parlay, trying to parlay it from going from like really online racing straight into the real stuff based on how he had performed in the online racing world. If I'm not, I don't know if that's the right way to put that. I mean, he didn't start, he didn't get in a real car until 2019, I believe. Right. For the first time. Correct. And now he's, he's won a truck series race. So what do you think of the accomplishment that he has made? I think it's huge. And I don't think enough can be stated about his path and his journey in, in that transition. I mean, it, this is, you know, it, like you, you noted, like at least Byron kind of sort of went the traditional path. Once he, de- he decided he go wanted to get into actual real racing, it's like he hopped into a Legends car. Now he hopped into it late, but that is still the tried and true path. And Raj, Raja, like, man, th- this is, this was jumping in the deep end. And it was like, boom. And I remember being with him in 2021 at a short track in North Carolina. And he was like figuring this was just like this was like a sponge soaking everything up. But he was in school, like just going to school, learning all of this and and processing in real time and trying to apply it. And it's been fascinating to watch him. And I think, you know, anybody who's watched him over the years, you've kind of been waiting for this. You know, is it going to happen? You know, like, you know, when's that next? And he's had success in late models and stuff to some degrees. He's won some races. But it was like. You were looking for it in Arca Series. You know, last year in the Truck Series, there was flashes here and there. It's like he had a really, really strong run at Nashville. Truck has a mechanical problem. Never got to, you know. And it was like, oh, but there was still, like, this rawness to him of, like, are you going to be able to, to, to shape that and be a driver who, you know, doesn't get into accidents and has that speed but able, knows able to take that speed and get good finishes with it? And there was a question of that, and you're seeing that now. And he's still, you know, and it's he's got a long way to go still. But it's like this was to win here like this. Like if he would have won at Daytona or Atlanta, you know what would have been? You know, it would have been like uh super speedway, and it would just kind of been okay, cool. But you got to do it on a regular track, and like to go here at Las Vegas in the manner he did. And I think what's really important was how he did it too. Like he didn't make any mistakes late. He was calm and cool, and. Just you know, all the guys he's racing with, guys who've been in the series, who've got loads more experience, in some cases championships, they all had issues on pit, getting onto pit road or pit, pit, pit road penalties. Nothing. Flawless. They executed. Like, that's the Raja we haven't seen. That was a huge win, and I think this is the floodgates. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you because it, it felt like he struggled to put a complete race together, and there would always be something that got in his way. And even when he showed the flashes of speed, I didn't realize until I think Jamie Little said this on the broadcast, but he'd only led two career laps prior to the other night. And then he goes out and controls that race, you know, late. And I think he led 38 laps or something. Um, and, you know, it's just sort of like all that work you can see is paying off. And you hear them talk about it on Door Bumper Clear all the time, how he's up on the roof and asking them questions. And you hear other drivers, I mean, Kyle Bush talked about it this week, how you know, he'll come up to Kyle Bush on pit road and ask him questions and say, Oh, this might be a dumb question. But and Kyle's like, no, it's, it's actually a really good question. Um, he never assumes that he knows everything. He's humble. Right. And he's, everybody respects him for working hard. I mean, you can tell sort of the outpouring from the industry. You could see it on uh, social media. 
you know, people like Ross Chastain coming to victory lane who, you know, he, he trains with their friends, like people respect somebody who works really hard, mm-hmm. like, and, and they want to see that pay off. And the fact that you hear numerous people say, man, he works about as hard as anybody or harder than anybody, um, to try to get this. Um, I think that's a really good sign for him. Still pretty young, right? He just turned 21 and, um, you know, he's focused. And like you said, now, I think this is something he can work with. And the Spire trucks, by the way, look good too. They're undefeated (laughs) (laughs) to open the season. So, um, yeah. Interesting interesting dynamic then. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you hit it the nail on the head with Raj. Like Raj, he's just he works so damn hard. Like I, I can't say that enough. Like he shows up at the racetrack when he doesn't even have to be at the racetrack. Like he's there just to be there to ask questions, to take everything in, and it's like all of the time. And it's been this way for years. And it's not anything that's been handed to him. He's like he works hard. Really, he puts the time in. He goes to school. He goes works in the shop. He does all of these things. Like this is. This is somebody who is doing everything he can, you know, to 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 make it to his goal, and it's nice to see someone rewarded for that. Well, if you want to learn more about Raja, I think we're all still learning more about him and his life story. Um, check out Door Bumper Clear this week; he will be the yep. guest, the special guest there. Um, I think I think uh, he's filling in for Brett, so that's quite a quite a difference there. Uh, but um, yeah, so hopefully that'll be a good show and I'll be looking forward to listening to that. Um, as well as actions detrimental coming tomorrow. Um, I think Denny's got to fly home first, but, uh, I'll be very curious to see what Denny thought of this race because, um, you know, it was, uh, I, I, I thought that maybe the JGR cars would have a little bit more. It was, it really seemed like Tyler Reddick was better than the JGR cars. So, um, uh, obviously part of the same Alliance, but, that was, that was interesting. Um, Denny, by the way, 300 grand, uh, in a blackjack tournament. He That's won. not bad. So not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I think maybe we should We're have like a, a dirty Mo, like, uh, he should throw like a dirty Mo party or something like that. Oh, okay. Are you going to bring your margaritas? No, man. He's taking us out. Like you got 300 grand. You can oh, buy us okay. drinks. I like out at a bar. Like, you know, I'm not bringing anything. Oh, okay. That's a lot of <laughs> drinks. I'd say we're going to spend all three grand on it, but or three hundred grand on it, but you know, like a couple yeah. rounds would be nice. Okay, I didn't know you were that hard up for alcohol, but um, I can buy you a drink if you're celebrating, Jeff. Oh, okay. Oh. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know. Oh, I... I 
one more thing before the good race poll. Sorry. I did want to talk about the show and tell that we saw this week. Oh my God. So, um, I love the NASCAR show and tell this week's show and tell was the SHR roof rails, which were not appealed. Um, they were, they are supposed to lie flat. I don't know if you can, uh, they were supposed to lie flat on the roof, but they had punched these holes around where the, the, I think the bolts go in and kind of raise the holes up way more than they should be. So it made it stick up more in the air and, uh, that was worth 35 points or whatever that was. Um, and, but the really cool thing was the, uh, Joey Logano glove <laughs> based on what we had seen on TV. It looked like it was just webbed between his thumb and his forefinger. No, the whole thing was webbed all the way. Um, and, uh, Joey Logano did not like talking about that. Not, not like being questioned about that. It seemed, uh, in the media center, it seemed like he was embarrassed by it and all these things. And, um, didn't, didn't love the, the questioning, wouldn't say whether he had it in the Daytona 500 qualifying. <laughs> he did, but he wouldn't say that. Um, who knows how long he's done it, but, um, you know, he made it clear, like, he said, I don't know how to sew. Like, this was somebody, they said, wear this. You know what I mean? And he, you do it. And all the drivers would do that probably if their team said that, right? So, yeah. Um, but you just love to see the ingenuity and innovation. Smart, so cool. but they got caught, but still yeah. smart. Yeah, execution was bad. Ingenuity was, you know, great. I love it. Like somebody's like sitting there dreaming this up, going, "Okay, we need to figure out how to block airflow into the car." And the drivers put their hands up. You know, it's like it's, it's like you can see the wheels like spinning in their heads or something. You know, it's it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, and I think Dale Junior on Dale Junior Download said they used to have some sort of plastic blocking thing from inside and uh, all the all the little tricks. You loved you love to see that stuff, but. Um, yeah. I mean, look, and, and you get caught, you get caught. But uh, by the way, NASCAR said they were not tipped off on this. This was something that they have these in-car cameras and they do random checks of this. NASCAR said they I think they said they look at five a week um, because they're looking for safety things like, you know, the head surround stuff, uh, making sure people's belts are right. And one of the things they look at, I guess, is the gloves, the window net. And when they saw Logano doing that, they were able to slow their cameras down enough and, and spot it. So they said they were not tipped off and it was a random, unfortunate thing for Joey, but <laughs> oh, it, it really didn't hurt him that much. You know, obviously, no, you know, he, he, he got lost lucky 10 grand, last week. Like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he, he clearly is embarrassed. Um, didn't, yeah, he doesn't like, seem to yeah. like talking about it, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got, unfortunately he's the front face person of that organization. So like, he's the one who's got to take the brunt of the questions when it, almost certainly wasn't his idea or his, you know come anything along with those lines so uh it's more the issue with the Stuart Haas cars though is the points penalty like I'm looking at it today with Gregson great run like great fantastic run it's like still buried you know the deep 30s in points it, you know that's just how bad of a a start to the year it's been with accompanied with the points penalty and it's like man you're gonna have a lot more of these days because you're gonna need them if you're gonna pull out of this hole yeah right I mean Noah was saying on pit road after like you know Hey, I, I'm back in the positive points now because he was negative <laughs> yeah. before this. So um, it's interesting. I mean, I think the the points are already starting starting to sort themselves out a little bit more. When you look in in the top six team, I mean, maybe you could argue that both Legacy Motor Club drivers being in the top sixteen in points right now um, is a surprise. But a lot of the other names are people aside, maybe not Austin Cindric, but people that we had. Um, 
tab to make it. So um, it's not there's not a bunch of huge shocks at the moment. And, and it would have looked different, too. I mean, there was some big penalties today. I mean, uh, Sindrick was one. Kyle Busch was one. Mm-hmm. Chastain speeding again seemed to be really down on himself for that. I mean, is he sped in thir- three straight races or something? Is that correct? Two? I think oh, two. two. Okay. But the, I, I you brought Kyle Busch, and I want to touch on him really quick, too. Like, yeah. Uh, four penalties on pit road this year. Four. That's wow. that's brutal. Wow. And they had a fast car, and that's, you know, like he was able to overcome it at Atlanta and almost still won the race, but that he wasn't able to come back today. Yeah, now, and yeah, you know, it's – we, we are into the real season now and, and we've been saying that, but it, it is three races in as well. Like yeah, the other two first two races did count. You know, yeah, points, I mean, so. it, yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's why when I look at this, like Brad Keselowski's 28th in points and that's, that's a big hole. That's not, you know, that's, you can overcome that. No problem. You go back to running like you did last year. That's fine. But you're, you're other guys start winning and, you know, moving that lineup. Like it makes it your tall task even harder, and that's that's not good. Yep. All right. Well, should we do the good race poll? Yeah, I suppose. Oh, you're not excited. You won last week. Why are you not I, excited? Yeah, about- I did. I won. It was great. I'm very happy. I won. I just I think this is going to be an absolute pain in the butt to predict. Really? You think this one's hard? I do think it's hard. Oh, I don't think it's that hard, but. You have I to go can't. first, so. You want to go first? I'll let you go first. You want to go first? No, you. you I'm have a gentleman. To. You go first. And also, um, I was criticized by people for dropping my, you know, cutthroat Jeff all the way last week, which cost me. All mm-hmm. I had to do was go a little bit lower than you for the Atlanta poll, um, and I would have won. But I went too low because I was trying to give a real guess, and that that cost me. So I'd be up two one. Now I'm down to two two one. Uh, but well, or whatever season. it is, what's that long season? Yeah. Anyway, you go first. So what, what you got? Uh, what, what are you, what, what's, what are you taking? So you're you're taking so long that I'm gonna have to cut dead, dead air out of the podcast. Just no, give me an I'm answer. thinking you can't am, think we've already done. We've, we've done a whole podcast about this. Just spit out your answer. Sure. 73%. Oh, what's your reasoning? Uh, it wasn't a great race. Wasn't a bad race. And I feel like 73 is the finish was good enough. Popular winner. I feel like it's just going to get, you know, just going to be right there to that's kind of like the middle ground, if you will. Okay. Well, the Las Vegas playoff race from last year, that Larson won got exactly 73%. So you're thinking it's going to be right along those lines. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Well, I will say 72.9 because I thought it was going to be low 70s. Uh, I was actually going to pick 72, but I'll pick 72.9. And uh, I think I, I do think it'll be in the 70s. I think it was that kind of, you know, like, yeah, it was fine. I thought it was yeah. a fine race. Perfect. I like straight up races, straightforward. Um, not every, you can't have Atlanta's every week. Um, this was a re- the real racing and we got to see it play up, play out. So I'm good with it. I was fairly entertained. You got a good battle for the end. There's a good battle for every stage. The restarts were fantastic. Holy cow. They were going three wide all over the place. Um, 
you know, intermediates with the next gen. This is exactly what you sort of thought you would get, and it was good. So, yeah, I, I was fine with it. Yeah, cutthroat Jeff back. <laughs> Sorry, went straight up. Find out a different way. You're like the Stuart Haas Racing of this this game. Oh well, I mean, they th- their uh, cheating doesn't help them so far. Well, did today? Like, so. Well, they finished sixth today, so I don't know if they're cheating or not. Um, Jordan. I think that, you know, last week we have, we have, we do these on, on YouTube and, uh, you know, last week somebody chimed in with a question for us and, uh, I think we gave the wrong answer about the finish line for our YouTube live people. We said it was like the first line you come to, uh, I wasn't even sure what, what, you know, the finish line was. And then you saw the picture, it was like the middle yellow line. So yeah, I thought thought that's what we said, but apparently did not. So. No, we said the first line, the okay. very first line of whatever it was. Anyway, that was incorrect. Sorry who, to whoever paid for that question to get a wrong answer. But let's try again with the people watching on YouTube Live. Uh, let's get some questions going, and we'll try to do a little Q&A um, and, and see what we got here. So here's the first question, Jordan. <clears throat> Will the 2025 schedule look way different than 2024 you are you are a schedule fiend so what, <laughs> you go what do you first got for us? um yeah i mean i don't know what way different is i think there's going to be some new tracks i think at least one for sure because that's kind of been the mo of nascar is to add at least one new thing we know let me take that back sorry we expect highly expect the clash to be on the move um so i would expect there's going to be some new tracks we know NASCAR wants to race international. There, there is a really hard push. They thought they were going to do it last year. It didn't happen. Um, I would be shocked if they're not. There's not an international race in the schedule next year. So here's here's you know I know this is the, the listener questions part, but following up on what you said about the 2025 schedule, there's been a lot of chatter about what Steve Phelps said on the Fox pre-race show, where he said yeah something like I would be surprised if we're not racing in Mexico, in Canada. And then he also said there'll be a Southern California presence next year. People want to talk about that at the tweet up today. What's he talking about? A lot of, you know, California fans were there today. And I was like, I don't know. I I don't know what that is about. Cause I haven't heard anything personally that leads me to believe that there is a replacement in the works. Obviously Fontana is not an option. So, and if they're not going to go back to the Coliseum, I don't know. So if anybody else knows. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I haven't. I, you and I need to talk off air because <laughs> uh, I heard something today uh, that I'm not ready to say publicly yet uh, about Southern California. There, There's conversations about different ideas, but um, you know, to say that it's down the road or it's going to happen or anything like that, I, I wouldn't feel confident at all saying. I think to me, this is a president optimistic you know, optimistically thinking like, Hey, we can do X, Y, Z. But as we know, like sometimes doing X, Y, Z is not, ha- you know, it's things happen and you've kind of got to settle, you know, do different things. Um, you know, you could race. I, I think there'll be an international race. Could you do both next year? Absolutely. You could do a lot of things have to happen for that to fall into place though. Absolutely. And so I just think that's a big ask to do that. And the Southern California piece of it is sure, but is it worth it? First of all, um, is it, is the return going to be enough? And I, I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, we also getting a question here. Our opinions on the Xfinity race. What what's going on with Xfinity right now, man? Like hey, Xfinity, good. everybody used to point to it and be like, "Man, Xfinity is the best racing. This is this is what everybody loves." I feel like Xfinity's had some stinkers this year. If not for the uh, the fuel mileage thing at Atlanta, that kind of made that a little bit more interesting. That race would have been you know a snoozer. And then this race that, that John Hunter Nemechek won the other night, last night, I guess you're just like, I don't know. It was just, I just didn't wasn't very thrilled by that one. So what, what's the deal? Any idea? I have no idea. It's just not been competitive. It hasn't been entertaining. It, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. It's just not been good. And you would think it would be because they usually race really well in their immediate racetracks and Daytona and tell, and I always, I always, man, I got to stop doing that. I always keep calling Atlanta Talladega because I'm still so used to like not used to Atlanta. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just, it's not in my head yet. And it should be, and it's not, um, you would think Daytona and Atlanta would offer enough of a great start to the year, and it just it hasn't been like it. You go back a week ago, and that was the worst, by far the worst week uh, race of the weekend. And yesterday's or yesterday's Xfinity race was the worst race of the weekend. Like I thought, the truck race was pretty solid. I I don't know what the issue is. That yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully they. Can I wish I had a better around. answer than that. I, I don't. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. not. Um, we have another question here. Ty Gibbs with the top five, does he break through this year and get his first win? We already, I mean, yeah. we both think he will. Yeah. He's in the play. We have, we both have him in our playoffs and we both think he's going to win his first race, but we didn't need this today to see that. This just sort of reaffirms again, me jumping to conclusions, Jordan oh, saying he's geez. not surprised by anything he saw today. However you want to interpret that. We both still think Ty Gibbs is going to get his first win this year. So I think Ty Gibbs, the start he's had ninth in the points, strong runs, is encouraging because you often you, you see young drivers get hyped up. It's like, oh man, this is going to be you're going to. They had a great rookie year. They're going to break out, right? And then they get off to a slow start. Doesn't happen, whatever. And it's like, no, like he's doing it. Like he's going out, putting together good races, having strong runs. Even when he had a setback on pit road today, he comes out and rallies from that. Like he just, you can just see it getting better and better. And it feels like it's going to happen pretty quick here. And it feels, I don't want to say any given week, but it certainly feels like it could happen sooner rather than later. And another question here: Will Spire win a race this year? I think so. I mean, I, really? The, you think the, I think the, win a race? I think the potential is certainly there. I mean, LaJoy on super speedways is is great. Like he just is really really good at putting himself in position. They have speed in their race cars. He was running top five today. You know, at one point I know it was some of the strategy and everything, but like still, like legit was running there. And Hosovar continues to impress. And I know it's a huge ask for a rookie to get a win, but like it just feels that like some point we. We see teams kind of it happens like just you know this like you fall into one or something like that like even if they don't have anything at some point you think like Spire would fall into it at some point I think and I think the fact that they've got speed in their race cars they've got a bunch of resources now you can see what they're doing in the truck series as a template for you know getting better and building something like why couldn't LaJoy win a race this year Yeah I mean look LaJoy is really impressive um, I mean, he was passing Martin Truex Jr. one point stuff, and you're like, okay, they, they got something. But to win a race, I mean, that's a whole different level of. You're talking about you're going to beat all the Hendrick guys, all the Gibbs guys, Penske twenty three eleven. I mean, that's you're that's a that's a tall order because they are they're going up. They're not a key partner for Chevrolet, right? And they're going up against teams Trackhouse that Childress who have way more resources to for them to even 
be in the conversation is impressive, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see them winning a race that that's going to be tough. It's going to be pretty tough. It's not a super speedway or something, but yeah, I see that. Then that's where I'm at. Like, I feel like if it does happen, it's going to be on a super speedway on merit because LaJoy is really good in those races. Um, with how great the intermediate races have been with the next gen, should tracks like Kentucky and Chicagoland be added back to the schedule? Nah, I, I mean, Chicagoland, I think, I, I think that I, they, they could, I could see them racing again there at some yeah, point. That's where I'm at too. Like, yeah, but to Kentucky, I don't, I don't see Kentucky. I don't see the point. Because like, remember, how did Kentucky, where did Kentucky's race go? Second Atlanta. Well, yeah. now you're not going to take a, a race away from Atlanta, a second no. one. Now it's like the, Atlanta. Yeah, where's the date going to come? That's the big question. And, and then that, that's the, when you look at this, it's like a puzzle. It's like, where is that date coming from? It is not coming from Atlanta. They just poured a bunch of money in there and they, you know, they, they don't want to give up. They, they like the, the second race after last week, like Atlanta, maybe second race, the second race on the schedule next year, because it, it did work. The ratings were up. People were excited by it and everything. Like it feels like that. And then, Oh, they got a playoff race. Well, they're not going to pull their playoff race from Atlanta. And so it just, and it's not, again, I wrote about this in the athletic this week. It's not like it's in a market that's underserved. Like there's a bunch of racetracks that are five, six hours from there that if you're a race fan, you want to go to see your race. Like you've got options. It's not like it's in the Pacific Northwest or some underserved market. It's like, Oh man, we got to go there. Cause there's another race. Like, no, like you got options. So Another in Chicago, I agree with you. So I was going to yeah. say, Chicago, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't know when, but like whenever the Chicago street race, the Chicago street course runs its course, pun intended. Like, I don't I think you're done at Chicagoland, man. Uh, we have two more questions here. Um, how close is Honda to being a new manufacturer in the Cup Series? Well, first of all, I mean, they, they may very well be in the Cup Series, but you, you have to come up with a car an engine um it will take a while it won't be like it's not like they can come next year yeah so we're, we're talking down the road even if they say okay we're going to do this and we're going to make our announcement they, they've they've got a lot of work to do it wouldn't be like suddenly hey you know Stuart haas is going to switch to honda next year or something but jeff uh, all my twitter mentions say that's happening Oh, well, is that, is that possible? I don't think it's possible. No, I mean, you, oh. you hit it, you, you nailed it perfectly. Like these aren't things that like you just announce like, Hey, we're coming back next year. It's like, you've got to submit all of this stuff to NASCAR. NASCAR has to approve it. Then you've got to do testing and all of this stuff. It's like, this is a, a process. And that process hasn't even started yet to, to my knowledge, unless NASCAR's kept this under wraps, which I don't think they have. Um, so like, yeah, this is, this is at some point they may, it ain't going to be for 2025, though. Okay. And final question. Um, you probably all saw this week uh, our coworker at The Athletic, Andrew Marshan, reported that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is leaving the NBC booth and he will be going to um, Amazon and um, Warner Brothers, whatever, whatever, what are we calling this? Like TNT slash Warner Brothers. I just call it Warner Brothers. Be, I, it's just, yeah. I call it Warner Brothers because it's, it's TNT, but it's also the streaming component as well. So I just kind of yeah. do the Warner Brothers broad sweep. Okay. So he's doing that. Um, how do we feel about him leaving and who is your super booth? Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll, it, you pick. I, you know, I defer to you. I always defer to you. You go first. Well, I, I mean, first of all, I, I 
my feeling on it is I feel really bummed that it, it seemed seemingly he's not going to be on TV this year. I mean, obviously we're here on dirty Mo media, so you could think I'm biased, but just legitimately, I think Dale jr. Is the most important person in NASCAR and for him to not be on TV in any form this year, seems like a huge miss to me. Um, I mean, I think he's, that's a really, really valuable voice. And it's something that when you're listening on the broadcast, you're like, I need this guy's perspective. Um, so the fact that they, that wasn't able to happen, um, is that bums me out. That said, I mean, I think this is great, you know, going forward in the future. I mean, he'll give credibility to these new broadcast partners that are coming in, but still you're like, dang, like they couldn't have worked this out. Like what, I don't know what happened here. I'm, I, I wish the NBC had been able to bring him back at least for this year. Um, as far as like an Amazon super booth, like who would be good with him? Who'd be good play by play guy. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people will say Alan Bestwick, go get Alan Bestwick or something. I mean, I, I'll throw in a vote for Mike Bagley. Love Mike Bagley. Oh yeah. Um, Love Bagley. That was my vote by the way. Oh, that was going to be yours. I yeah. mean, think about it. I, I got, I, I yeah, I've but, got another one too, but go ahead. Okay. Go, you go. Oh, uh, so uh, my Bagley, which is, I love Bagley, phenomenal. Dale Jr. Colpern. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Booth. And you and and with Cole and his sarcastic comments, like just let him go, baby. Just let it, and you know Dale would love that, and Dale's perfect for that too. Like Dale would set him up; he'd be the perfect side. Like it'd be perfect, and you know Bagley would just have fun with that too. Um, I mean, how great would that be? That booth is the epitome of three dudes sitting at a bar just talking about NASCAR and what's going on. This says, we got a message here. Some people in the chat want you in the booth, <laughs> No one wants me in the booth. <laughs> I don't have a face for uh, TV. Okay, well, um, some people wanted it. I'm just telling no you what the people that. wanted. No one wants that. Uh, that was. I, I just can't believe NBC let him. Like, I, I just am shocked that NBC didn't figure out a way to retain him. Like he's the face of that broadcast. You've got the, you know, outside of the Daytona 500, you've got the biggest races on your schedule, the championship, everything like that. He's the face of the cover. It's like, how do you not keep him? Especially when you've utilized him so well. And, you know, the Super Bowl, the Olympics, Kentucky Derby, Indy 500, like he is there. And he's done a really good job of integrating himself in those things where it's not like he's an interloper. He doesn't come in and just, Oh my goodness! Like it's, it's not a this is a bad fit. It's like he goes there and ingratiates himself and does a great job and brings this different perspective. Like I just, if I'm NBC, like I, I, you drop the ball, you let him get away, and I, I cannot can figure out how that happened. I think this is the big loss for them. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, the the thing for them is, I guess you could say is like. We had uh, Rick Allen and Steve Letarte and Jeff Burton were our booth before Dale got here for, what, 15, 16, 17. And so, like, they just go back to that. But, you know, that's fine. But Dale's – people know who Dale is, you know. And we had this conversation about, like, William Byron and, like, you know, superstars and stuff and, like, household names. People know who freaking Dale Jr. is, even if you don't follow NASCAR. Yep, for sure, for sure. And you said it right. It's credibility. That's the thing. Well, that was a fun uh, chat with our YouTube people. Hopefully we can try to do that more often since we are live uh, after the races on there. And of course, in addition to podcast form, don't forget to check out our work on the athletic at theathletic.com slash NASCAR and uh, Phoenix for me next week, Jordan, you're painfully having your two week hiatus here until the series goes back to you. But then 
Uh, I think I have to do the same thing with uh, what is it? Is it Bristol and Richmond back to back? No, Bristol. Bristol you're a Coda. Or something? Oh, what is that? Is that the it order? Goes Bristol Coda, yeah. Oh, and then Richmond Martinsville. Yeah, we're yeah. something like that. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. so then I have to miss two. Yeah. Well, it's been fun having them out west, obviously. So another one next week at Phoenix, everybody. Until then, talk to you next time on the Check out Dirty Mode Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. <laughs>